Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash deconversion. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. say welcome but welcome this is deconversion therapy the podcast as opposed to the movie and i'm bonnie and this is karen so hi hello yeah and we've just been yakking before this so now we have to be like okay it's time to get professional because we're very professional Yeah, I was talking about betrayal, so if there's a dark (laughs) scribble sound over my whole voice tonight, that's why. And I was talking about listening to betrayal, so (laughs) if, yeah, I don't have anything. Um, But we're back finally after our hiatus in January. You've heard quite a few episodes so far, and remember to please subscribe, and we have tons of um, people, and to me it's tons, uh, who are giving us five stars, and then they're reviewing us, and we really appreciate all that. That's very, very Yes, that's, a, much. that's to me an act that you have to um, perform. It's not like we have a functionality where we send you an email and go, uh, can you press this star You've got to go there yeah. and press it. So thank you for going. Thank you for all your effort. Yes. And like I tweeted the other day, I hit my, um, it can be like exercise. I hit my Fitbit steps for the day by walking from the toilet to the sink right there, right at the end. So by you <laughs> just going into your app and writing a review, you're just getting that extra calorie burning to push you over the edge. Is this the day that you had gastrointestinal difficulties? That was, call, I call it distress, distress. and it was not. <laughs> I figured that's how you got your extra steps in. No, that was, um, yeah, we won't get into that, but there was not a lot of stepping. That was just, okay. yeah, when the Fitbit goes, you have not moved. Um, no. There was one night that I was um, on vacation, and you know you walk your butt off when you're on vacation. So I was closing in on 20,000 steps. And so I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I started pacing around the hotel room, and then I looked yep. at it and just went, no. Because it had just turned midnight and it set back to uh, zero. And, oh, you didn't get the little like confetti. Ba-ba-da. Nope. I know. We'll take it. We'll take like any type of gold star. Right. I'll do any of that. I'm very task oriented. Uh huh. I I like things that have a beginning and an end. So like recording these podcasts and all that where I've got I'm not an organized person, but I like things to be structured. So that's why I like the little 
Yeah, the little steps counter. Right. Damn it, I'll get those. Something we also started is our Patreon, and this helps us uh, keep things going and well lubricated here at our office Ew. in Bonita Park. <laughs> We don't. You we don't have. say that word. <laughs> I know, uh, Bonita. Um, we don't have an office. Uh, for people who don't know, Bonnie's in Florida, and I'm in Tennessee. And anyway, the Patreon it helps keep things going, and websites, and all these little analytic add-ons, and all this stuff that we don't want to bore you with. Plus, it might enable us down the line to be able to go to a convention or two. Anyway, if you have ever heard one of our episodes and you're like, you know what? I want to take those ladies out <laughs> for a beer. For less than a beer, you can support us um, at like a dollar twenty-five an episode comes to five bucks, I think, um, a month. Did you come up with doing that math, or was that suggested by the Patreon website? I came up. With I like this. it. I was going to compliment you on it. Oh, but you doubted me because you no, said the I other wanted thing. to know truthfully who I was giving the compliment to. Okay, so. I have a few things about this coffee shop I go to. Again, I'm here in Tennessee. And um, there are always young guys working behind it. And by young, I mean early 20s. And they're usually good looking, you know, a bit hipstery. And I've gotten to know them well because it's in my neighborhood. First of all, I forgot to tell you about this other one. But one of them is just a butthead. Like, he's just rude. He doesn't show any interest in you, especially in the South when you always get people talking to you and being really friendly. He just has nothing. Does he want to be a, a singer? Oh, no. Oh. He suddenly started talking to me one day because I go in there and to the little side of the cash register, he has put up a very ugly uh, written and big black marker <laughs> donations for my missionary trip. There ready for we the go. rest to Scotland. <laughs> and I'm sorry. So At least he's, he's going somewhere where he speaks the language. <laughs> <laughs> so I am looking at it, reading and just daring him to say something about mission work because <laughs> it's people who've listened to this. I used to be a missionary and I just could not wait. But he saw me looking at it and for the first time ever, he suddenly started being nice because he he's asking something. for money. That's right. And um, I just wanted to punch him in the nuts because he's just so rude. And now it's so obvious he's trying to get money. But <laughs> he wasn't the one I was going to talk about. The other one who I really like, I was talking to him today and it suddenly hit me how much he would probably be the perfect kind of guy that falls for conspiracies and really gets into him uh -huh. because he is, um, he's 
I don't know if it's in people's DNA, and I hate to say that I come across mostly men who are like this, who are contrarian, mm-hmm. who are very know it all and also underemployed. <laughs> it's it's across <laughs> the board. They're always employed under their potential. Uh-huh. And this is this guy today. And we were talking about the coronavirus, which by the time this comes out, we'll all be dead. But (laughs) it's starting to pick up. And he's just like, blah, blah, and this and that and this and that. And, you know, I'm just going, oh, no, it's Mm -hmm. he's one of those. And that is all I ever found when I researched Flat Earth <laughs> and the people who believe in Flat Earth. It's that exact person. Right. And also, I mean, a lot of them are single, not all, but, you know. Well. They should be. Watching the movie that you had me watch, and it's called, can you We're say We're going to get into that in the second one. I know, but just tell, I just want to say that watching this movie made me so angry at all of them because... Oh, the movie Behind the Curve. Right. Which, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's probably on YouTube. That could be. Yeah. But... That's what's so funny because I'm like, oh, Bonnie's going to love this movie. (laughs) My daughter has seen it because it got trendy to believe in Flat Earth in high school. She's out of high school now. Um it was just like this funny thing to do and talk about. And she's like, you've got to see this movie. So I finally watched it, mm-hmm. told you to watch it. And you're just pissed off. The first half of it, I was so, um, it was tedious. These people were tedious. and That's what is so funny. Uh, well, but the I first know. half, they were tedious. And I turned it off going, I can't believe this and um and so then that's when I told you these people are just making me angry and um and then when I picked it up again everything that I wanted to have happen happened right at the moment I had turned it off in disgust oh good yeah but ultimately I cannot figure out what makes these people think that the earth is not round so that's what I love. And that's what we're going to try and and tell our listeners in these mm-hmm. next two episodes what the hell is going on with the resurgent of the Flat Earth Movement and what they believe and what it is and why it's so attached to Christianity because people love to take, oh, God, I can't even get into it yet. I'm too excited. So... I'll back up. <laughs> I'm serious. When it comes to the religion part, it the irony is too much for me. So that's why I think it's interesting. Okay. Well, okay. do you want to give a basic definition? Uh, yeah, I will. I will read is? some of this from from this uh, source called Live Science, and. They say, members of the Flat Earth Society claim to believe the Earth is flat. Well, then they've named their society the right thing. (laughs) Walking around on the planet's surface, it looks and feels flat. 
so they deem all evidence to the contrary, such as satellite photos of Earth as a sphere, to be fabrications of a round-Earth conspiracy orchestrated by NASA and other government agencies. (laughs) Why? I can't get a good answer to that no matter what I Google. Okay, so we'll get into this again a little bit later. But But conspiracy theories about killing Princess Diana? Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely understand why people would believe those. Uh, it was better that she not be there for the family. So why, why, why? I did not even know that was a conspiracy. Are you kidding? No. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, my God. That's that's the one that's probably the most true. Well, I have not heard anyone say it. But I think. That's the thing when they are going after NASA, the whole thing of what they can't see and what they can't feel. They are contrarian beings anyway who are underemployed and just like to talk and talk. Damn it. That's me. Um, But the whole idea of there not being a real moon landing because... The flag wouldn't be waving when there's no atmosphere. You know, they're just looking for all these little things, and then they connect them to each other. (laughs) Right. Well, here's my question. What do we get out of faking the moon landing? And how is NASA going to get all these other countries to cooperate? (sighs) You just don't understand It's (laughs) all about the royal family. No, I'm joking. But now that I know that's a conspiracy, let's mix it in. Um, Okay, so here I'll read what I was going to continue on. Okay. Okay. So the leading flat earther theory holds that Earth is a disk, like a record, Mm -hmm. with the Arctic Circle in the center and Antarctica, a 150-foot-tall wall of ice around the rim. So, so yes. They are saying that the Earth looks like the bottom of, like, a paperweight that's made out of glass, mm-hmm. like a half circle. So the Earth's on the bottom, and then this dome is above us. And my question then is, if we're really trapped in some kind of a dome, then... Shouldn't we really, really be watching what kind of emissions come out of our cars and go <laughs> into the right. atmosphere? Wouldn't very it be even true. worse? I know. That's a very good. There should be like flat earthers for recycling big, you know, marches. Mm? <laughs> marches. Yeah. I know. Big basement sittings because they all live in basements. Okay. So then the second thing to do with that whole disc theory um, it, NASA employees, they say, guard this ice wall <laughs> to prevent people from climbing over it and falling off the disc. So I have to bust into this movie at one point because, and I know we'll save that for part two, but one of the leading proponents of this movement, this Mark Sargent guy, yeah. they asked him about that. And then um, they said, well, why wouldn't you just go to the wall of ice and climb over it? And then he laughed and said, (laughs) spoilers, and that they were receiving various funding 
to do some kind of testing like that. Oh, I hope it's him and that he falls <laughs> over on like a little hill of ice to the well, other it's, side. It's got to be him because if it was someone else and they didn't fall, he wouldn't believe it because it didn't happen to himself. I know. So that's <laughs> so this is the whole thing when Christianity gets mixed in. So a lot of them are not um, believers in Christianity, but um, there is a really big attachment. And they say that the Bible makes it very clear that it's a disc. But see, this is what I love about this irony thing I was talking about is because if they can't see it and they can't touch it and smell it, yet they're believing in a a Bible and a deity that they can't do the same thing, it makes no sense. They're just making the argument that they want to make, basically. Well, so it's in a book somewhere. Somebody printed it. It must be something we can use to argue with. I guess that's what they're saying. So um, some of the books in, whoops, some of the verses in the Bible that people talk about are, so there's one in Isaiah that says he sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. So to them, that means that it's not spherical. And I don't know if you heard (laughs) that they call people who believe um, in round earth, they call them round earthers, they call them uh, globetards and all this other stuff. And I mean, they're so mocking when they're all together. They're worse than you and I are right now. And I can't wait to get into some of the the people who are really in this movement. There's I'm n- not mocking what they say. Oh, I am. I'm mocking why. <laughs> I, <laughs> they I'm, don't have a good reason for wondering. And that I, upsets me. They are wondering the whole time they're working at the roller skating rink. It, they do remind <laughs> me, I know we're not supposed to stereotype and they said, don't do that. And then they make a movie of it, of these people. And then I listen to podcasts of these people and they fit a stereotype. And yeah. they are the men who are working, like I said, at the skating rink when they're 45 years old doing, you know, cleaning up the the stuff and giving out the shoes. All right. So <laughs> someone's going to yell at me for that. That would but. be the bowling alley. Yeah, that that's a that would be normal. Okay. Uh, in Proverbs, God, sometimes I fantasize about working at a bowling alley or somewhere like that, where I go home at night, lock the door, walk, you know, to the bowling alley, and then nobody emails me. I know nobody. Nobody's like, "Hey, did you follow up about those shoes? Did you see that ball there? Could you get me the ball now <laughs> at this time of night?" Yeah. So there's another verse in Proverbs, uh, and it said, when he, and we think this means God, prepared the heavens, I was there. Wait, who? Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) When he set a compass upon the face of the earth. So there's something about this compass and placing on the face of the earth that they interpret as, yes, it's flat. I have no idea. In Job, it talks about 
He created the horizon <laughs> when he separated the boundaries and he set the boundary between night and day. So they're saying again that the horizon that we see is set by God and that it is <laughs> that straight line. Um, yeah. And then other ones, I won't get into all of them, but it talks about, there are quite a few that talk about the four corners of the earth. And so they're like, see, and I'm like, you can't say see if you believe in a disc that doesn't have four corners. Right. And (laughs) the Bible was written in the pre-enlightenment age. And if you want to think about being pre-enlightened, done. (laughs) Um. Okay, so did you get to the part, again, uh, when we're talking about them mocking, they have this thing called scientism, and everything has got an ism to it. Did I tell you one time I was, I was trying to do like an article, I can't remember, but I looked up redheads and came across a, go- a group called Redheads Against Redism? <laughs> You mean like the putting down of people with red hair? Yes. It was a so. Oh, I'm going to join. So you laughed at me. It was this group. And I mean, they were very active. They were doing letter writing. Um, Mm -hmm. They were saying that redheads get less job opportunities and um, all these things. Yeah, yeah. So while we're on the thing of redheads, we're going to pause because you said you wanted to keep bringing it in. Did you also know that there's a big theory that says Prince Harry is not actually the son of Prince Charles? Yes. And that is why, um, that's why, let's see, one, they started letting girls be in the line of secession for, yep, because now now, uh, Kate and William's daughter is in the line to take the throne, and she now bumps anybody in Harry's family. But we weren't, I mean... There's been queens, so aren't women always in the line? If there's not a man. All right. Um, yeah, so, like, like Elizabeth's father had two daughters, so what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> so there's, um, yeah. So there's a theory that that's one of the reasons why oh. he stepped down. Oh, no. I his think, royal duties. Yeah. I think Megan, she over it. Um, the, uh, the guy that it was supposedly the father, mm-hmm. when you see his picture, because wasn't he like, I don't know if he was the security guard at one point or he was something. And mm-hmm. you see he him and you're like. had a ginger look. It, the face and everything looks very similar. Right. And now that there's DNA uh, testing right. mm-hmm. and everything out there. Yep. Yep. So that's one of the one of the theories that um, you know is going maybe... around in your yes. conspiracy theory group on Reddit that you're into. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 
So, so just back to the whole Diana thing, she was dating Dodie Al-Fayed. Right. And they did not like him. No. And um, so they thought that it would be better to have her just gone than to have her dating him. See, I like how you say it with such authority, because then I would say if that was the case... The wouldn't the sons have already found this out and wouldn't they have really just gone crazy and done something to make it known? How would they find out? The queen can do a lot of things without them knowing. Yeah, she can. But they have (laughs) they have some money set aside. They could get some PIs out there themselves, too. (laughs) It could be. (laughs) Okay, so there are lots of leaders in this movement, and I know it's going to be quite the shock, but it seems like a lot of them don't like each other, and they're all (laughs) vying to be king of the Antarctic hill. Um, But here is a little bit of insight into one of them. This guy is named... Nathan Thompson, and he was answering questions for a place called the Student Pocket Guide. So I'm going to ask you a question, Bonnie, and you play Nathan, all right? (laughs) Yes, I'm ready. Uh, Yes. Okay. Why do you think that scientists don't agree on the flat earth theory or with flat earthers? Scientists do agree with flat earthers. <laughs> Every real scientist can establish the earth is flat and stationary rather easily. It's these pseudoscientists that refuse to follow the scientific method and hijack the definition to mean something else. When people think of science, they don't think of the scientific method, formulating a hypothesis, establishing variables, conducting rigorous experiments, etc. They think the words of a man are science, and that's not the method established for empirically proving things. That's a good way to end up in a cult, a cult of scientism. I can't get beyond this, that (laughs) every real scientist can establish that the earth is flat, but they just don't. And it's all these pseudoscientists like right. Galileo on who are suddenly, I, do people not understand that even more than two people can barely keep a secret? How right. do they think <laughs> that every scientist, every scientist's family, every student of science who's wanting Every to be NASA employee I know so say yeah. you're a, like you're majoring in science in college mm-hmm. and then do they follow you once you graduate <laughs> to see if you're really becoming a scientist and then pull all those people they aside? pull you aside like Slugworth in the Willy Wonka movie <laughs> Uh, they whisper in your ear. Right. Like, oh, okay. I see. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> how in the world, especially with no money exchanging hands saying, okay, keep this and here's a million bucks. But just, hey, the earth is flat. <laughs> Nobody knows. We have no reason to keep this a secret. We just Nobody are. knows. A shitload of people. <laughs> 
are oh keeping God. this secret. But okay, so when it when he talks about proving things, you guys, if you're if you're listening to this and you're going to listen to next week, in between, you may as well just watch this movie because that's what we're going to talk about next. And get ready because they have a an experiment they're they're putting through. Yes. In this movie. And that's and I, the thing. They think they're scientists, although none of the people <laughs> conducting it are actually educated in science because they think I will that, tell you. <laughs> that, that that's a whole conspiracy, that they would just really mess you up to not know how to do science if you studied it. And if you go out in your truck in one evening, you can disprove Right. What is being taught in the classroom. And let me just tell you, that's the highlight of that movie to me. And it's downplayed. But what happens during their experiment? I know. I love just, all of it. Yeah. That's that's the highlight for me. Okay. You want to ask me the next question? Yeah. Who's behind the idea of a globe Earth? And why does this theory benefit them? Okay. I answering is Nathan. There are many names for the elite people who control the world. Zionists, Freemasons, Illuminati, or my favorite quote, the globalists. Have your pick. Why would oops, why they would lie is obvious. It's all about control. If they mentally enslave your mind, they don't need shackles around your arms and legs. It's all That's about true. <laughs> yep. It's all about creating a society of unthinking, submissive brutes waiting for things to be presented before their eyes before having an idea about them. It is the biggest psychological operation and deception in the history of mankind so far. Okay, of Except course. Except for killing Princess Diana. <laughs> yeah, or religion, which is what I think. But <laughs> Or just religion in general. <laughs> so uh, the idea of that he's calling scientists or these people who are educated and or just brilliant on their own, unthinking, submissive brutes, it just sure. has not met enough of them because... I know, you know, too many scientists and they drive me crazy. I don't know what they're talking about, but they definitely know what they're talking about. And then, Right. And I've watched Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I never liked that show at all. There we go. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. So I'll I ask didn't you, like that show until, until I, I was watched smart. it. No, until I watched it over and over again in the background and then started paying attention because on TBS it was just, okay, there are people in the background on my TV. Right. And then I just loved it. You sound very much like someone who has things presented before their eyes before having an idea about them and it's the biggest psychological operation deception in the history of mankind so far i hated big bang theory in theory yeah i mean the it's a good big bang uh, the show right i hated it and i thought it was too broad and stupid and cartoony and then i don't know how i started liking it um, 
anyway. After. So let's see. Here's the other question. Who do you think are the real controllers and why are they teaching lies? Good question. The real controllers are a group of people. I'm going to get it out. Who run Hollywood, the media, <laughs> the banks, and have every politician in their pockets. Now, that I don't disagree with. <laughs> if you're not familiar with who I'm talking about, you've got some researching to do. <laughs> they lie for the same reason everyone lies, to have some type of advantage or leverage. So what are, uh, that's the end of that, what are they going to use this leverage for? Like what? So that's my whole problem with this. It. You just said it. Yeah. I what mean, do they get? Is it about money? They say they want to control. Now, I could more understand if this guy and all of them were religious and they were like, this is the harbinger of the Antichrist. But it's not. Right. Like this, <laughs> I don't know what is coming out of this. But now you used to be in Hollywood and worked <laughs> in offices and new people who I ran. I worked in offices. I, yeah. <laughs> Office I, now that I'm part of the elite. And you knew Hollywood people were, do you think they're the kind that knew how to run things or give us some inside understanding here? They just want money. So they do want leverage. <laughs> They want leverage if it can give them power and money, but I cannot, I can't figure out how they parlay a round earth conspiracy into making a movie with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I now, don't know. I mean, there's some conspiracies and some things that actually, of course, prove true. And this wasn't a conspiracy. This was just a fact. I finished listening to Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill, which is about Harvey Weinstein. And the yeah. interesting part, so Harvey Weinstein was the big director, producer, producer in Hollywood who was very powerful, but was also raping women for years. And... The book was actually about Ronan Farrow, who, side conspiracy theory, <laughs> is <laughs> not supposed to actually be the son of Woody Allen, who is his, quote, father, but... And the, Mia Farrow. Right. But Except, uh, his mother, Mia, Far Mia Farrow, supposedly had an affair with Frank Sinatra, and Ronan Farrow looks just like him. Um, so they had originally been married, Mia and Frank. Okay. So they were supposedly possibly having an affair, you know, after. Re-affairs, yeah. Re-affairs. Yeah, I get it. Um, he does look a lot alike. Very. And they do not look a, a bit alike. like Woody Allen. But he's whip smart. I just adore him. Oh, he's fantastic. And so... And well-spoken for somebody of such a young age. I know. I always think so he's nice. older than he is. But yeah, he wrote this book. He did all this investigation. And the part of the conspiracy is that I think it's NBC. I don't want 
to insult yes. any other. They were really trying to squelch the story because he was a reporter on one of their shows and had his own show and all that. And everywhere he turned, people were stopping the story. Uh, he was being followed. He was, you know, all this stuff was going on. And then come to find out there actually is a group of Israeli information experts <laughs> who have their own firm that were hired mm -hmm. by Weinstein to yeah. do all these things, including sending um, one of the actresses who was unfortunately raped by the Jabba the Hutt guy <laughs> was Rose McGowan. And she had made a friend, and that friend was actually a plant from this a Israeli fake, group. A fake writer who became her to friend. write about her story, wasn't she? I mean, she? well, they became friends, and Rose McGowan had said, well, you know, I think I'm writing a book about all of it. And they became close enough to where she's like, well, I'll, if you want me to take a look— and so that uh, was how they were getting the information of what Rose wanted to say and do to try and prevent it. So I'm not saying there aren't these things going on behind the scenes everywhere all the time that we right. don't know about. But, but you've got to have a lot of money to pull that off. And the flat earthers are using something <laughs> that's physical, you know? Like yeah. a physical earth. So it's not like they're using ideas and, and, and relationships between people. Yeah. And in this movie, uh, at least a couple people say something to the effect of, this is what I see. And so I am only going to believe things that I can see. And the woman in this movie who I feel like she is capitalizing on the fact that she's one of the few women leading this movement. Right. I think she's enjoying being a big fish, little pond kind of thing. Oh, totally. Because she's um, finding lots of men. But this woman says at one point, um, well, I always said like... If I see something on the news like, uh, oh, I don't know, the Boston Marathon bombing, I'm not going to believe that it's true until my leg is blown off. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some articles like, why is there a resurgence? And I think there was a resurgence in like 2016 of this whole flat earth bullshit or 2013. And um, one, there was also a resurgence after 9-11 because all the conspiracy theories going on around that time. But also there's a whole group of people in this world, and we're seeing it a lot in young men, um, that feel powerless. And so them feeling that they're in the know gives mm -hmm. them some control feeling. And yep. When they all get together at their doofus conventions, they're like, can you believe those idiots that they still think the earth's round and they're laughing their heads off. But to them, that gives them that one upness. And there are so many podcasts on Flat Earth. Well, I, and this, 
Yep, it's this amazing. woman, Dr. Jennifer Beckett, she also thinks that it's part uh, and due to a general shift in populism and a distrust in the views of experts and the mainstream media. Right. And she puts on there, or she also says that this movement speaks to how, like, the people who are called media influencers can hold a lot of sway more so than with an expert in the field, because a lot of times those are the people who tend to be better storytellers. And, and I like that. Guess which one of the conspiracies that goes right along with this is the anti-vax movement, which is right what you're saying, which is, you know, having a good story that goes with it. Because I'm telling you, when stuff first started coming out, Mm -hmm. about vaccines and they would show like a girl who was a teenager and they'd be like she got the the Gardasil shot and this was her a week later you know in a hospital bed brain dead I'm like well that scares the shit out of me you know and with YouTube and the internet and uh, you know all Reddit, of course, all those places, all these people just get together and they can discuss, instead of discussing their fears, this is their fear. Like they're putting their fears of just leaving their basement, leaving, stop, getting a better (laughs) job that they actually are smart enough for. Well, I mean that in a real way. But they have social media just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got, um, she was saying here that YouTube becomes a content hub. Facebook becomes an administrative one-stop shop for that hub. Twitter continually pushing out the messaging. Yeah. So, and they're doing just what you said, uh, you know, several episodes back. The, um, you remember the terminology for it because you're smarter than I am. And we'll, we'll remember it. I'm the Illuminati. Uh, the, Bias, bias confirmation, confirmation oh, bias. Oh, yeah, confirmation bias. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so if you only have those people on your social media feeds, yep, it's going to keep coming, people. And that's why it goes so well with the church, because we've had a lot of followers and people joining our Facebook group recently. Just look up Deconversion Therapy. There's a group, not just a page to like. A lot of them are still Christians, um, which we love, uh, or they're having doubts or whatever is going on. And they realize, I mean, it's the same thing. If you surround yourself with hearing the same things all day long, and then everything that you look and listen to on the radio and... Podcasts and social media is all reinforcing your Christian belief, then you're right in there. But once you step outside of that for a little bit to look at it, yeah. So there's some celebrities who are also trying to pretend that they believe in flat earth or they do, like Tila Tequila, who she's just crazy and she says things for attention. So I don't care about her. Um, And then there was this big Twitter fight between the rapper Bob, which is B.O.B. No, Um, that's not a, that's nobody. He's not a celebrity. Had you ever heard of him before this? I 
don't know. I heard about the argument at one point, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever heard of him, but that doesn't mean much. Right. Like, you heard about who he argued with, and that was where it got yeah. credit. Neil deGrasse Tyson, they were arguing <laughs> right. over if the earth is round. And then all of a sudden, this rapper's profile was raised because Neil deGrasse Tyson was, you know, inner, uh, not interstellar, <laughs> um, interacting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> with him. And soon this this rapper decided to crowdfund his own rocket. Oh, God. To launch. To do what? Go up and look and see if everything's round? Yep. And what he would carry that? a camera and he was going to go into space and look for the curvature of the Earth. Because, again, all these astronauts from all these different places who are up on the space station... They are sending out faked Hollywood <laughs> photos. That's of right. A globe. All what, for something. What do you suppose Buzz Aldrin had? What do you <sighs> think he got in return? I know. This is the end of part one of Flat Earth. We're going to tell you the other hemisphere. Get it? Next week. And on that, we're going to be discussing the film Behind the Curve. And we love it. Watch it. No, sorry. I love it. Watch it. That's right. And we're going to tell you <laughs> some of the main players. I've also been listening to some podcasts. I'll tell you about all these strange conspiracy theories that some of them believe. Because once you believe in one conspiracy this big... Then all right. the crazy little ones, I guess, you know. Why not? What, exactly. That's it. And one of the other things, you guys watch this movie because the best thing is um, there are two guys okay. fighting for the title of king of the flat earth <laughs> theory. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me of the, the line in 16 Candles where he's like, well, you know, I'm kind of like king of the dipshits. <laughs> and Molly Ringwald's like, that's sort of cool. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> See you next week. Find us on social media and give us a holler. Mm-hmm.